Drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Wednesday, January 18th episode edition of The Elephants in the Room. We're back. So... I'm a little sad because we recorded an episode on Monday and we knew that my microphone was messed up, but when we tested it, we thought I would just sound like a chipmunk sometimes. And so I thought that would be really funny. Um, but then we went back and listened to it and it was, it was chipmunky, but it was also a very loud, like, I don't know, noise behind it. So Mm -hmm. it's just uncomfortable to listen to. So maybe at some point Max will cut that up and release a blooper reel or something because I would really like to save the chipmunk memories. Um, I, um, I, we should, we should, we should cut up, cut up some of it. The problem is, is that, I mean, truly when we played it back, the it was unlistenable. unlistenable. I mean, it would be so jarring if you were driving a car and not expecting it. It could result we could be liable for something. So we can't, we can't put it out there. We just simply can't put it out there because of the jarring nature of the noise. But rest assured, um, we will, uh, well, hopefully not have to go through the same thing at the uh, 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 again anytime soon. But um, maybe, maybe we'll, I'll find a way to get the, uh, I'll find a way to get the noise Um into uh into uh, an upcoming show but uh but anyways welcome we're here um there's not well there's there's a lot going on in the news and at the same time there's not a lot going on in the news right we have this massive massive news story of the biden documents which keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse for joe biden as the minutes and seconds ticking on. Um, that's the big thing that's going on, though. And it's sucking up a lot of the oxygen in the room, and we're about to get into it. And there are some other stories that are kind of breaking through a little bit, but there are some other things that we kind of want to highlight that are that are going on that are going to tie into an overall theme for this show. Um, and, and the overall theme for this show is conformity. And this came up as I keep looking at the news, the talking head reactions to the Joe Biden document, document gate. It's a gate at this point, right? I think we can officially call it a gate. Corvette gate? Is it Corvette gate? Garage gate? 
I don't actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, the documents being found in his Wilmington home next to the Corvette. Oh, I didn't know it was next to a Corvette. Well, that's what we're saying. They're found in the garage. Well, that's where he keeps his... That's what Joe... That's what Peter Ducey got him. He goes, yeah, it's a locked garage. That's where I keep my Corvette. Oh. Yeah. So, like, you, you keep classified documents next to your car? It's like, yeah, I have a Corvette. <laughs> He's like really proud that he, Joe Biden's like really proud that he has uh, a Corvette. <laughs> yeah, that car has more security than your whole house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, right. And so, um, and so naturally, because Joe Biden has spent so much time at the Wilmington, the Wilmington White House. That's what it is. It's it's the Wilmington White House at this point, um, and has had has made statements in the in the in the news about you know having having guests and having people coming over and people coming and going naturally the republicans said hey visitor logs where are the visitor logs we're going to want to see them and this is why it's so important that we have the house and the house oversight committee it's really this, this is why this stuff's really important and you know these it's and it's why these fights were a good thing because we got the good right people on to go after this kind of to, to go after this kind of nonsense and um you know that's exactly what it is um but the point is, but looking at all of this and reading all of this the easiest thing to point out is the obvious hypocrisy in the news media today around how they're treating Joe Biden versus how they're treating Donald Trump. And of course, we saw very, very, very similar instances of this with Stacey Abrams and Donald Trump, where Stacey Abrams, election, the most famous election denier in American history, couldn't admit that she lost the Georgia election, couldn't admit that she lost the Georgia election. If you remember, longtime listeners of the show, back when it was called I Didn't Say That, remembers the first Democrat debates of the 2020 primary cycle, the first litmus test that these candidates had to pass back in June of 2019, three and a half years ago, was do you believe that Stacey Abrams is the duly elected governor of Georgia, yes or no? And the answer they all had to give was yes. Stacey Abrams was screwed out of being governor. Fast forward to Donald Trump asking questions about the election and the voting process in states during the 2020 election, and all of a sudden he's a kook, a crazy person, a conspiracy theorist. So we've seen this play out, and we're seeing it play out again. And I want to take us back to start this conversation to November 1955. All the way back. We're going back. We're... um. <clears throat> We're, we're going back, and I want to frame the conversation around this passage from the premiere issue of the National Review. And so I just want to preface November 1955. The thing you're going to notice right away is that there's no one writing like this anymore. <laughs> but we'll get there. I happen to prefer champagne to ditch water, said the benign old wrecker of the Ordered Society, Oliver Wendell Holmes. But there is no reason to suppose that the cosmos does. We have come around to Mr. Holmes's view, so much so that we feel gentlemanly doubts when asserting the superiority of capitalism to socialism, of republicanism to centralism, of champagne to ditch water, or anything to anything. 
How curious that one of the doubts one is not permitted is whether, at the margin, Mr. Holmes was a useful citizen. <laughs> the inroads that relativism has made on the American soul are not so easily evident. One must recently have lived on or close to a college campus to have a vivid imagination of what has happened. It is there that we see how a number of energetic social innovators plugging their grand designs succeeded over the years in capturing the liberal intellectual imagination. And since ideas rule the world, the ideologues, having won over the intellectual class, simply walked in and started to run things. This paragraph is a very fancy way of stating what Andrew Breitbart succinctly stated a little over a decade ago, which is, politics is downstream of culture. It is amazing how in ye olden times, they were so much more verbose. Right, and, and, and you want to know it, you want to know what the great thing about having a, an expansive vocabulary is? is that you can find really funny ways to tear apart your subject, and it sounds really polite and nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, and, and, and that's actually the note that I have in our show doc here, that, that this is the Andrew Ruddy, Andrew Breitbart meant, but it's just more articulate and cutting. <laughs> and we'll get there. Um, <clears throat> run just about everything. There never was an age of conformity quite like this one, or a camaraderie quite like the liberals. Drop a little itching powder in Jimmy Weschler's bath, and before he has scratched himself for the third time, Arthur Schlesinger has denounced, will have denounced you in a dozen books and speeches. Archibald McLeish will have written ten heroic cantos about our age of terror. Harper's will have published them, and everyone in sight will have been nominated for a Freedom Award conservatives in this country, at least those who have not made their peace with the New Deal, and there's a serious question whether there are others, are non-licensed non-conformists. And this is a dangerous business in a liberal world, as every editor of this magazine can readily show by pointing to his scars. Radical conservatives in this country have an interesting time of it, for when they are not being suppressed or mutilated by the liberals, they are being ignored or humiliated by a great member of those on the well-fed right whose ignorance and immorality have never been exaggerated for the same reason that one cannot exaggerate infinity. And this is what we really are dealing with. And when we look at the deep state, it's very easy to point to the nefarious government actors and bureaucrats who sometimes we've seen their faces, um, Lois Lerner, at the IRS, this is a woman with three years of dedicated public service at the IRS, as if there's no higher calling in the country than to be a professional thief of people's money. But she was the face of the IRS scandal, of the Tea Party scandal, of the IRS targeting Tea Party groups. Okay? And this is what we mean in the deep state, that there is an overwhelming conformity in society to push people to the left. And it starts in school. And what the National Review would be writing about today are not college campuses, but rather our elementary schools and our middle schools. 
our high schools, sometimes even our preschools. <laughs> but that, but that, what liberals found out was that going after people in college wasn't good enough. Because eventually you leave college, you get out into the real world, you get a paycheck, you go, what the hell? I'm only getting 50% of what I earned. Well, I'm voting for the person who says I want to, I'm going to be able to keep more of that. And the liberals said, ah, capitalism, damn it. People still, want to, people still want to be rewarded for their hard work. Well, how do, how do, you know, and then they voted for Reagan. All these people of the 60s and 70s, these bra burners and all that, what do they end up being? Reagan Democrats, all right? And so liberals said, hey, you know, this college thing isn't working. We got to double down on college, don't get me wrong, but how do we reach them younger? And I know I experienced it in high school. But nowadays, it's, it's really elementary school. And it's really the goal of the liberal is, at this point, is to enforce this conformity at an early age as possible. And it's why what we see going on in the public schools is so alarming. Because so many kids, because the bulk of children in this country are educated in the public school system. And one of the things that COVID woke us up to was that simultaneously, our schools have been taken over by whack jobs. And unfortunately, as a society, we may have, have taken our hands off the wheel a bit when it comes to our children's education. Not everyone, but it seems that there was a little bit of an awakening. I think the size of the backlash and the, oh my gosh, this is what's actually going on. That's kind of my indication that one of the great things about the pandemic was parents and society re-engaging with the education system and going, this has gotten completely out of control. And we see it everywhere in schools and they go after kids when they're so impressionable, right? And they preach this message of tolerance. Oh, it's tolerance. Oh, be who you want to be. You know, you should accept everyone for who they are. It's a path to destruction. It's a, it, it, and because what it does is that that kind of thinking, that kind of tolerance that they're quote unquote preaching really isn't tolerance. What they're preaching is, this is what you believe. Anything else is wrong. Let me know if someone doesn't believe this. We need to correct them on it. It's far more nefarious. Because what it really does, this kind of tolerance and conformity that we see, is it kills critical thinking skills. And there's no better example of that than what we saw at the FBI and the Department of Justice this week. And this is the government deep state that people talk about, but this is a direct result of the conformity that we see in society. This knee-jerk reaction of trust Democrats, don't trust Republicans. Republicans are fat cats and evil, Democrats are people with good hearts and good intentions. There's no bigger lie in the world than that.
But it's something that has been drilled into us from day one, right? When you think corporate profiteer, evil guy, screw George Bailey and it's a wonderful life, you think Republican. That's what they want you to believe. That's it. You know, these evil corporate fat cats, they make you think Republican. Okay? First thing, can, that smartest guys in the room, Enron documentary, which is the first thing they do before doing any talking about anything that what Ken Lay or what's-his-ass did, <laughs> screw the guy. You know, the guy who said, I'm not smart, I'm bleeping smart, and <laughs> uh, skilling. Uh, and um, before going any of the crimes that Enron did, any of the, any going over anything, what did they do? They wanted to let you know in that documentary that Ken Lay was friends with George W. Bush. That's the first, first thing you learn from out the book is that Kenny Boy was friends with George W. Bush. Okay, so and this is just a thing that happens in society, but this, it's it's bad when it impacts how our country is being run. Let's go to the Biden document scandal right now and talk about Wall Street Journal article, Department of Justice considered but rejected role in Biden document search. So here we have the same group of people who came into Mar-a-Lago, threw everything around, went through Melania's panties like a bunch of weirdos. But when it came to Joe Biden, this is what happened. After Mr. Biden's lawyers discovered documents marked as classified dating from his term as vice president, by the way, vice president does not have the power to declassify anything. So him even being in possession of these outside of a secure facility is a complete no-no. Complete no-no. He doesn't even have the argument that, oh, these were declassified. Can't even fall back on that. Okay. So this is theft. This is theft of government property. This is theft of classified material. Open and shut. After Mr. Biden's lawyers discovered documents marked as classified dating from his term as vice president and an office he used at a Washington-based think tank on November 2nd, the Justice Department opened an inquiry into why and how they got there. Mr. Biden's legal team prepared to search his other properties for any similar documents and discussed it with the Justice Department. The prospect of having FBI agents present while Mr. Biden's lawyers conducted additional searches. Instead, the two sides, the FBI and Team Biden, agreed that Mr. Biden's personal attorneys would, ins would, would inspect the homes, notify the Justice Department as soon as they identified any other potentially classified records, and arrange, and arrange for law enforcement authorities to take them. Those deliberations, which haven't previously been reported, shed new light on how the Biden team's effort to cooperate with investigators have thus far helped it avoid more aggressive actions by law enforcement. Bullshit. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. B.S. This, this is a scandal in and of itself. Everyone involved in this decision, we should know their name, have their photograph across every news channel in America. These are people who are acting in conjunction with Biden to cover up stuff. This is a cover-up. This is one of the biggest, most obvious cover-ups I have ever seen in my 35 years of walking on this planet. And it's blatant and it's obvious. Okay, think about it. The National Archives 
went to the, this is what happened with Trump. Remember, the National Archives said, we don't believe Donald Trump returned everything. We want the DOJ to investigate it. What happened with Biden and Obama? It's, oh, we'll take them at their word. This is the conformity that we are talking about that leads to the deep state. It's the knee-jerk reaction, Democrat good, Republican bad, that is pervasive among many people in our government institutions and certainly, certainly in the quote-unquote journalistic world, in the media world. And furthermore, in order to get a job in academia, you damn well better subscribe to this belief system as well. Okay? I don't want to hear anything about a good Republican, Republican doing something good. This is the deep state. This is the problem. The problem stems from the conformity that has been pushed on us through the public education system, through mass media, for decades and decades and decades and decades. It's no wonder that we have so many quote-unquote mental health crises going on in this country. People are getting pumped full of crap day in, day out, making them question everything about themselves. And then here comes a helping hand. Just come be like me. Just come be like, if you want to fit in, if you want friends, just come be like us. What kid doesn't want to hear that in a time of need? Being a kid's tough. Growing up's tough. Figuring out who you, who you are, fitting in the world is tough. And this is the cruelty of liberalism, is that they're using these difficult moments in the lives of children to drag them toward their ideologies. It's why it's so important for parents to be involved and to understand what's going on at their child's school or any, any, any frankly, any activity their child is involved in. What are the people involved with this? What are the lessons being taught here? What do they learn? Now, what is tolerance? Well, I think we all know that the most intolerant people in the world are the people who will go above and beyond to tell you how tolerant they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> red flag number one. It's just like religion, right? A big red flag of a religious person is someone who walks around and belts from the rooftops how pious they are. That's, that's like the red flag number one. <clears throat> same, same thing. Same thing in this situation. If you want to meet the most intolerant people on the planet, kindly, kindly go knock on the uh, driver's side window of someone driving a Prius with a, a tolerance bumper sticker. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll get a big dose of tolerance right in your face. Um, I think the good thing about it is the media is, is kind of hanging on to the story right now. Like, the dog hasn't been wagged yet. They're upset. They're like, they're upset that the Biden administration has lied to them. They're not upset about what Biden did. They're like, but you, you lied to us. We went to bat for you. We made you look like the good guy against Donald Trump. And it turns out you're even worse than him. I can't believe it. Well, newsflash media, half the country can. <laughs> um, 
this conformity t- happens in the workplace as well. And it's one of the things about the show Elephants in the Room is that just we always end up being, if not the only two Republicans in the room, two of the few, very, very few. Yes. You certainly feel like that in the corporate world these days. And, you know, it's rearing its head in an organization I never expected to bring up on the show. Oh. The NHL. National Hockey League. It was only a matter of time before they got infiltrated. You would think. I mean, I am surprised surprised that it went to baseball before it went to hockey. I am surprised it went to baseball before it went to hockey because baseball is set in their ways. But then, you know, you get these organizations that are old and set in their ways, and they always do some knee-jerk reaction in the complete opposite direction to try to get good PR, and it just ends up blowing up in their face anyways, right? When NASCAR went overboard with the Confederate flag thing, and you know, Bubba Wallace finding a, a, a quote-unquote noose in his stall at, 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 at Talladega, it turned out that it was a pull rope on a garage door that had, you know, been there for a year, year and a half. It was complete fraud. It was complete nonsense. Same thing with the All-Star game and the Georgia voting law with Major League Baseball. But the NHL has stepped in it, has stepped in it twice this week. Well, they stepped in it once this week, and now they're, they're in the news again. The first thing they did this week was in Florida, they put out a job posting that excluded white people. What? Only, looking for, only looking for people of color to be part of this uh, workshop to learn more about the hockey industry, get involved in the hockey industry. You know, one of those... Diversity. Yeah, it was a diversity push. But here's the problem. Florida's governor's Ron DeSantis. Who do you think is going to be told about a job posting that excludes any racial group? Well, Ron DeSantis is going to get on your behind about it. And so Ron DeSantis said, hey, NHL, (laughs) I'm the governor here. You change this job posting, or uh, there are going to be some other conversations you don't really like. And the AHL said, you're right, Governor DeSantis. That was really bad, and we're going to take that down. Well, it turns out that uh, the NHL is now in hot water again because of what happened in Philadelphia last night. And um, let's, uh, let's take you there um, to Pride Night. And I want to make sure I try to pronounce. I want to make sure I you know pronounce this uh, guy's uh, <clears throat> name correct. His name is Ivan Provorov. He's um, uh, I guess he's he's he he was like uh like their best young player last year or something on the Flyers or best young defenseman or something. Um, very um, just signed a new contract, so a well, a good player, right? This guy's good at what he does. Well, it was Pride Night last night, and during the pregame skate, they wanted the players to wear Pride uniforms, rainbow uniforms, and rainbow tape Uh-oh. on the on the uh, stick. And uh, Ivan Provorov said, uh, "You know, hey, look, I'm Russian Orthodox. I don't have a problem with anyone or anything, but you know, I'm not doing this." Um, you know, I, he said his actual words were, I, I want to stay true to myself and my religion is Russian Orthodox. 
I respect everyone. I respect everybody's choices. All he did was sit out the pregame skate. Didn't want to take part in that. Right? Effectively, to put it in terms a liberal may understand, he kneeled. Okay. He took a knee. Ivan Provorov took a knee. He said, you know what? I'm taking a knee for this one. Now, we all know if you knee for the national anthem, as the National Review would say, you're going to be nominated for every Freedom Award in sight. You're going to get a statue. You are a hero. You are a hero. You are a hero if you kneel for the National Anthem because you're, you're fighting against injustice. You're fighting against racism. Well, <clears throat> okay. That's a much more nuanced topic than that, I think, as we all know. However, this is America. You have the right to do that. Do I disagree with taking a knee during the anthem? Sure. Sure. You don't have the right to have me agree with your action. You don't have a right to have me praise your action. But you do have the right to do that and for me not to disrupt it. And if I want to mutter something under my breath, I also have the right to do that. Or if I want to call you out publicly for it, I also have the right to do that. And <clears throat> that's what Ivan Provorov was essentially getting at. Look, you do your form of speech. I will do my form of speech. I'm not saying I hate anyone. I'm not saying I'm against anyone. It's just that's... The activism around that is not something I agree with. I'm just simply here to play hockey. Right. Well, in fairness, his coach stood up for him. Oh, His wow. coach stood up for him. His coach, John Tortorella, said that he was being true to himself and that, um, and that you know, hey, look, like that's just essentially, hey, The NHL is a diverse place. They're here to play hockey. He was very clear. The coach was clearly like, I don't want to be involved with this. Okay? Just whatever. Well, of course, no one's going to be able to let it go. Here we have um, <clears throat> Sid Sichero is a Canadian sports pundit. The theme from the National Hockey League is that hockey is for everyone. The theme isn't hockey is for everyone, dot, 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 unless you don't believe in gay rights. Then do whatever you want. If the National Hockey League is going to do this, if any league is going to do this, do it properly or reevaluate what you're doing because there's not a lot of repercussions that I'm seeing in any league. Now, it could change for the NHL. I think you find the Flyers $1 million for this. I'm not kidding. Figure this out and stop offending people on nights where it's not about that. It's about inclusivity. The National Hockey League need to attack this and figure it out because what I heard last night was offensive and didn't make any sense. Um, interesting. So, um, <laughs> first of all, I love the fine of $1 million. Um, I, truly, I truly like that. Um, my second thing, it's about inclusivity. Right? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, not all Russian religion. Orthodox, please leave the building right now. You're okay. not allowed in here. Okay, Russian Orthodox, please leave. Anyone with religious beliefs that may lead them to disagree with, with them of many parts of the LGBTQ whatever movement it is, 
please leave the building, okay? This is about tolerance, and we're not going to tolerate you. Folks, this is the conformity that happens in every single workplace in America. Everyone who has a corporate job, everyone who works for the government, everyone who receives a paycheck from an organization of some size is subjected to these kinds of lectures all the time okay we always joke about it on the show bring your whole self to work ivan provorov brought his whole self to work and you want to know what people are saying don't do that you're not welcome here <laughs> right and 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 see and and it's once again it's the conformity in society that makes people knee-jerk reaction. Hey, we need to find this guy. We need to suspend him. We need to kick him out of the league because he didn't put on a jersey. He didn't put on a right colored tape. These are the same people who took pictures of themselves kneeling for the anthem and put it up on Instagram to show solidarity with Colin Kaepernick. I can guarantee you the Venn diagram of people who did that are the people who did the black box on Instagram. Uh, the, I'm here. I'm just here to listen. Right. During the whole Black Lives Matter thing, the Venn diagram of the people who want Ivan Provorov kicked out of the NHL and the people who do that kind of Oh, 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 hey, look at me, look at me, attention-grabbing during, during times of mass, frankly, confusion in our country. Um, um, it is one circle. The diagram is a circle. Chat GPT is woke. We'll talk about chat GPT and oh. AI at another time. Yeah, we're talking about conformity. Conformity and AI. Liberalism and AI. It's um, it's it's uh, it's woke. ChatGPT is woke. Um, well, yes, if they trained all their models on, you know, liberal sources, mm-hmm. bad data in, bad data out. Bad data in, bad data out. All right. Um, grifter alert. Former congressman, thank gosh, Adam Kinzinger. You know how he's been making money now? Well, now he's a CNN political analyst okay but you want to know else he's 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 making a little little scratch on the side he's selling signed copies of the january 6th report for a hundred dollars this this is a grift this is a grift this makes the trump nft at least with the trump nfts you might get to go to mar-a-lago maybe get a round of golf out of it you know, those are just Trump lottery tickets. That's all the Trump NFTs were. I mean, really expensive Trump lottery tickets. The Adam Kinzinger. <laughs> this is just this is just liberal masturbation. This is just, oh hey, come over. Oh, look what I got on the coffee table here. Signed January sixth or fourth by Adam Kinzinger. Oh yeah. What kind of street cred do you think that gets you in uh, Montecito these days? It reminds me of like sleazy tourist trap type things 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like the people like nine eleven that like were ground zero who sold pictures of of the events to tourists. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean that's what this is. I mean, it's, it's gross. Yeah, <laughs> it's gross. It's weird. Um, I mean, it's just this hardbound copy of the historical record is offered as a limited edition and signed by Congressman Adam Kinzinger, who served on the committee. Why? All proceeds will benefit charitable organizations working to uphold and defend democracy in America. Whatever the hell that means. Oh, yeah. This is a non-profit <laughs> sa- sale, I'm sure. Um, Facebook and Instagram are going to allow nipples on their platform. Congratulations, 13-year-old boys. You won. So their new <laughs> revenue stream is going to be an OnlyFans subscription? <laughs> All right, it's time for a food segment. Where are we on time today, love? Um, pretty good. Hey, we're pretty good. I really thought I went long there. Not I tried as, to keep it tight. Not as chatty I had as a, I guess you thought you were. I had a, well, I had a lot of notes, and I kind of did a dry run on Monday anyways with a bunch of it. This is true. So <laughs> we had a huge practice run. <laughs> I was able to tighten it up a little bit today. Uh, we're going to end with food story. You have one or you don't have one? I have one. Okay. I have one. Oh. <laughs> don't look at my screen. You can pull up the link on your computer. I already read it. So if you're going to try Oh, you to- read it? <laughs> oh, you read it? This is great. Um, when was the first time... Okay, I guess Yes. What are the best parts of of elementary? I think this is an elementary school thing. Okay. Our kids birthdays. Did you ever have parents bring in brownies or cookies for a kid's birthday? Probably. Def- My memory's not that good. Okay, probably definitely. I remember it. I remember it. I remember teachers doing it. If it was teacher's birthday, there were some teachers who were like, hey, it's my birthday. I brought in cookies. Brought in cookies. Maybe they stopped at Shaw's or Market Bucket and on the way in, bought some cookies. I don't really remember that, but yeah, I went to public school in the city, so it's a little different. I went to public school in the country. Yeah. <laughs> it was a little different. We turn our own butter. You make it sound like we're like, mayor, we'll go I home and like work in the fields and make our own it's butter. It's cheaper to live there, so... People might have a little bit more, and they have cheaper options to grab those sorts of things. Just say, okay, I guess, whatever. But anyways, um, but certainly in the workplace, there were birthday. I mean, we all, I, I, and I'm not just talking about office, the office television show. But in the workplace, there were certain events, gathering stuff like that throughout the year where you get a little snack. Oh yeah, I can admit that I wanted people to know it was my birthday, so I brought in cupcakes for everyone, so they would know it's my birthday. Where did you do that? I did that at my current job. I wanted a cupcake, so I brought them in for everyone. I mean, by everyone, I mean just like my immediate team. Really? Yeah. It's true. I guess you, I don't, no one knows my birthday. You remember this because I went like searching through Cambridge to find some. Oh, that's right. I remember that. And it was shockingly hard to find. Yes, I remember that. I remember that. And then, like, and then we had what do we do for your? Dinner? Didn't we did like Panda Express or something for your dinner? No, something. no. Anyways, don't um, let the people think that that's what I did. <laughs> anyways, um, um, all right, but definitely uh, a joy. 
Who doesn't like a, a free lunch? Who yeah. doesn't like a snack at work? Who doesn't like a cookie or a cupcake? Right. Surprise cookie or cupcake. Well, since politics is downstream from culture, certainly in liberal American culture, Europe is downstream. Uh, America is downstream of Europe, right? They always want to be European. It's so continental. It's so exotic. Right. The American liberal. Fascinated with their own farts in Europe. Bringing cake to the office is as harmful as passive smoking, says the chair of Britain's Food Standards Agency. Hmm. The chairwoman of the Food Standards Agency says workers should think twice before bringing unhealthy treats into the workplace and criticize delays to a television watershed for junk food advertising. Now, I am actually, now, junk food advertising and advertising on, on, for medical stuff, I certainly think that uh, that's a conversation that we could have. Let's talk about this here, though. Professor Susan Jeb, who I'm sure is a real joy to be around, uh, sounds like a Jeb. She sounds like a Jeb. Yeah. She's a Jeb. The Susan Jeb. Low energy Jeb. The Food Standards Agency chairwoman said workers should think twice before bringing unhealthy treats into the workplace, which might tempt colleagues. We all like to think we're rational, intelligent, educated people who make informed choices the whole time, and we undervalue the impact of the environment. If nobody brought cakes into the office, I would not eat cakes in the day. But because people do bring cakes in, I eat them. Now, okay, I have made a choice, but people were making a choice to go into a smoky pub. With smoking after a very long time, we have got to a place where we understand that individuals individuals have to make some effort, but that we can make their efforts more successful by having a supportive environment. We still don't feel like that about food. Is she saying that sugar is as poisonous as smoking? Well, she does get to the, the, obviously, their obesity in the UK is not as bad as it is here in America, because we're the best at everything, but... (laughs) There, they do have an obesity problem in the UK, but the point is being is that people have no self control, so you shouldn't tempt them. I mean, they're not wrong. I will say when, like, we had something at the office, you know, pre-COVID times. I think they're bringing it back. Um, where there was a channel where people would post when there was free food, mm-hmm. and people would just go and run and get that yeah. free food, and gotta eat. I never did it. Like we had yep. waffle Wednesdays. I never did it because mm-hmm. those aren't good for you. When people brought in the cupcakes, I didn't eat them. I only exactly. ate them on my birthday because I was like, it's my birthday. I'm going to have this treat. But I do realize that most people do not have the self-discipline that I have. I mean, how many times? I mean, I know I would always get people would always go, what are you going to do, Max? Go run three miles after having this piece of pizza. I've gotten that comment before. You know, see, I wouldn't have even eaten the pizza pizza, <laughs> <laughs> which we also did. They did pizzas once a month. And I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Um, yeah, no, I um, did. And, and this is great. Even better to let you know how how this person thinks this uh, low energy Jeb here, low energy professor Jeb. Uh, she said she was also frustrated in delays in introducing a, a television ban on junk food advertising. She said the advertisers are undermining people free, undermining people's free will, and insisted the restrictions were not about the nanny state. That's the definition of the nanny state. You people are too stupid to make the decisions we, we think that you should be making for yourself, so we're going to make them for you. That's the nanny state. That's the definition of it. 
That's the dead. That's how every liberal walks around life, going, go, judging people, going, they shouldn't be doing that. They should be doing things my way. Right? It's the easiest way to spot a liberal in a workplace. When something goes wrong, the liberal points fingers. <laughs> easiest way to spot a liberal. Easiest way. Right? Same thing. Well, I guess it's the second easiest way. The easiest way to spot a liberal is when you walk into a restaurant, look at the people who are having a good time, look at the people who are having a bad time, okay? The people who are laughing and having a good time, I guarantee you are going to more likely be conservative than liberal. But this is it. I mean, undermining people's free will. Oh, my gosh. Someone might be influenced by something. But let me tell you, I bet you she had no problem pushing pushing experimental uh, medications on people during the uh, COVID, oh, COVID yeah. uh, uh, pandemic. This isn't the issue of public health. We don't know the long-term effects of this. Just take it. It'll prevent you from getting the disease. Except it's not going to prevent you from getting the disease. It'll make the symptoms a little worse. Maybe. Depending. Different variants. Okay, really just, okay, well, try this one. No, this one's the one that's going to work, okay? This booster's the one that's going to work, okay? Trust us on this one. We got the first one a little wrong. Trusted us on this. Damn it, nature. You know what? This one's, this new one's going to work. Why don't you try shot number three? Yeah, what are they up to? Like shot 20 at this point? They're just going to give you shots until you have a, until you uh, get a, a blood clot and die of a heart attack. Yeah. Pretty much. All right. Well, if you have any comments on the episode or you want to vote for Max to splice up our blooper reel, feel free to send us an email at EITRPcast, all one word, at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you're listening from because it helps us spread the word. Yep. So uh, you will hear us on what on friday almost on wednesday <laughs> definitely friday definitely probably uh definitely the chant is drill baby drill he had such enormous fun It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. <laughs> <laughs>